Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, friends and foes alike. I am the West Virginia woman, Robin Holstein of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a good night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. I've been keeping house since I was 17 years old, balancing the budget and paying the bills as an army wife on the salary of a PFC stationed at Fort Hood, Texas, and as a single mother of two back home in West Virginia. Things have changed a lot since then, but I haven't forgotten what it was like. This podcast looks at society and cultural issues affecting families in West Virginia and in the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go round the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Really, it says yeah. ready to go live. Hmm. Now it says live. It just came up. Yeah. Oh, Maybe. I don't think we were live. That's well. crazy. Hey, guys. <laughs> We've been talking. I didn't even see that. Oh, that might be part of the problem. And I'm yeah. not going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to see that. That was that's user error. That's just where I'm just not. Well, we, we had used a grand conversation. So. Yes, we did. It's a shame they missed it. Now, and now we got to go. It's over. No, it's yeah. not. Um, but <laughs> I won't subject everybody to that music again. That's all right. I'll put it back in later because I know you can split the audio off, and that's the podcast intro. So that's uh, neither here nor there. So, oh my gosh, let's see. Anyone out there? That's funny. See, these are all your people. They're always around. Love them. I did. Um, I did get into your um, your uh, Telegram. Yes. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, great. Oh my it. gosh, I popped it open a little while ago. It was like seventy four things. I can't keep up with all of that. That's right. And, that, and ours, you should see the survival podcast one. I won't go oh. in for two days, and there'll be two thousand messages. I'm like, nah, it's good. Uh, and I'll, see, I'll I don't. I have. I have zero of the notifications turned on on any of my social media, just because yeah. it would blow my phone up all day long. So even no more than I'm on stuff. And I'm on all kinds of them. Some of the older, some of the bigger, older ones. And then a few of the newer ones I've got accounts with, but I, I don't do a whole lot with yet. I'm not sure that's where I need to be on all of them, although I have an account set up. But so let's do this. Um, sure. I know that, uh, that my friends know me and your friends know you, but my friends don't know either of you. And so if you'll both uh, uh, introduce yourself a little bit, for, for a couple of minutes, tell us a little bit about um, uh, what you do, what you don't do. <laughs> sure. Well, she's going to do all the talking tonight. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that that's put her fine. Right you know, that's fine. I know. She, yeah. So I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Tim Cook, otherwise known as Toolman Tim on YouTube, uh -huh. Facebook, TikTok, the podcast feed, whatever, you know. So you might have seen my ugly mug talking about generators or DeWalt tools at some point. I'm on the Expert Counselor Survival Podcast, and yeah, we talk about preparedness, repairedness, all of that jazz, and this is my beautiful wife, Becky, next to me. She joins me on occasion on the podcast, hey, babe? Yep. She uh, got me out of a jam a couple of weeks ago. We had a very last minute guest cancellation. Mm -hmm. So she came on and we talked about Christmas. So I listened cool. to that. I did. Yeah. I, that was a good one. I was glad for that We one. planned that in about a half an hour. That yeah. was about all we had. We, uh, I was like, it's either I don't go or I go. And I 
I'm definitely committed to my Sunday night live beyond anything else. So, well, you have to be, and that's, um, that's a challenge for me is trying to find the spot where it's going to work regularly. Yep. So, but Becky, tell us yep. some about you. Well, a little bit, uh, well, we've been married forever, yep. I guess you could say. <laughs> we've got five kids. Uh, okay. They're 25, 23, 21, and then we have 12-year-old twins. And I own a daycare with my sister that we opened up actually going on almost two and a half. Yeah, right, almost three years ago. Right now. in the middle of COVID. Right so. in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And so her and I were entrepreneurs and, and we just... Uh, we, I work every day at the daycare and sure. come home and I help him with his business and with the more, well, I wouldn't say so much of a handyman thing now that between October and March, it's just basically snow and property, and, and property management. There's really no time for any handyman. Cause like since beginning part of November, I don't think the snow has stopped. It's just ridiculous. Um, but that's, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. Like we, We've had about two feet of snow so far this year. Yeah. Uh, this morning I got up, it was minus 31. And for those who want it in freedom units, that is basically minus 31 because at minus 40, <laughs> they meet. So it was, I don't care when you get that far down in the minuses, it's friggin' cold. It was, so. yeah, that's just dumb. Why, <laughs> why does anybody want to live in that? I, I don't. I don't know. Make and good for, money with snow. So yeah, that, that's yeah. And you guys are in Alberta. Yeah. Oh yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what, what some of my, uh, some of my preparedness friends call uh, Northern North Dakota. That's where we are. So, uh, which is actually Alberta, Canada. And uh, we just bought 10 acres outside of Camden, Tennessee. So that is our uh, away property, yes. you know, so. Make a little vacation, a little down South. Cause that's yeah. in the United States. That's considered down South. It's there, not, yes. it's not the deep South, but it's down South. It's, I don't think I'd want to go deep. So it's South enough for us. Yeah, and we have, for me. Yeah. we have so many like-minded friends in that area. We're yeah. really excited. You know, I would say yeah. at some point, well, anywhere. Well, we, we can't live down there no. because Canada has this thing. If you're gone for six months, then you basically lose everything yeah. like all your pensions and everything like yeah. that so and then and then of course then it's a, a hassle with health care and everything because so, where we have the health care up here they take away your health card and everything and i'm like we, we can't lose that no no so yeah. basically be down for like five months and uh 28 days or something yeah and we'll so come back up <laughs> so, half a year minus one day is yeah what we yeah can there's really there's something like that in yeah. the u.s and it, it may be worldwide for the more developed nations I, i'm not sure but a friend of my father um he goes uh, to asia and oh, he yeah. lives he lives down in there for x amount of time but he has to come back every so often mm -hmm. and stay for yeah. a period of time and then before he can go back or his citizenship is in jeopardy and stuff i don't know well, i i don't go ahead. Go ahead. yeah no as much as we'd love to live down in the states We've basically worked since we were like 18. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Darn, that government's not taking my pension. From me. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, and you know, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to jinx you. I'm not trying to discourage yeah. you, but it's, it's a, it is a different lifestyle. And once you're down here for a while, you might not be, you know, it might not be your cup of yeah. tea. So, uh, yeah, but well, our, then our again, big thing is it's going to be, it's a vacation property until it needs to be more than a vacation property. Right. You know what right. I mean? So, yeah. Well, and plus a vacation property for our family and mm -hmm. friends too. They want sure. to go down. Yeah. 
Yep. Anything to get away from all of that snow. I just, uh, my, uh, my mother's sister lived in Cleveland for most of her adult oh, life. And, you know, just, they get, would get that lake effect. And of course they would probably not as much snow as you guys get, but it just a tremendous amount of snow every year. And I just, I, I just, my bones hurt when it snows and it gets that cold. And I don't, I'm, well, I'm, I'm okay where I'm at. I, it gets cold. I mean, bitter cold, maybe, a total of two weeks, not necessarily <laughs> in a row, but. Well, know. believe it or not, though, when you're living near the lakes, because I grew up in Ontario, which was right across from yeah. Port Huron, Michigan, um, they can get like minus to actually feels oh, colder yeah. than it does out here because yeah. it's more of a wet cold. And it, so it goes right to your bones. Yeah. Here it's a dry cold. You could be outside and you're like, oh, it's cold. But as soon as you go in, you warm up. But yeah. with that wet cold, you don't warm up as easy as you do out here. Yeah, and they get no, way more snow than we do. Yeah. That lake effect, yeah. We, you know, this is odd for us to have two feet this time of year. So it's, yeah, we, it because it's so dry, we're kind of a, I wouldn't call it a desert climate, but pretty damn close, you know? Yeah. And so we don't get a ton of moisture. We've actually been in a drought for, oh, I don't know, a couple of years now, uh, you know? So anytime we get snow, it helps. But yeah, we, we don't get precipitation mm -hmm. that the coasts get for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh so No, I um I do I listen. You go ahead. I think we have a delay there. Sorry, Robin. Yeah, I just uh, the yeah, maybe a little bit. Um I I listen I I put I have a um let's see if it's here, it's on the charge, but well I'll unplug it because of course it's a it's a Bluetooth headband. Oh cool. And, and it's got uh Ooh. it's got speakers in them. Amazon, you know, Amazon's yeah, yeah. got everything. Um, and what I do is I'll I'll wear this all the time and I'll it's it's paired up with my Kindle and my phone, but mostly I do I listen to the YouTubes on the Kindle. Okay. And I'll it'll be, you know, it it's got a pretty good range. I can pretty much do whatever I need to through the house and not lose the signal from it. Um and so I'll I'll stream yours and I'll stream um Jackson, I'll stream John and I'll stream Nicole and I'll stream a bunch of other ones like all day. And I'm just like you do audiobooks and I'm yeah. I'm I'm just listening to them while I'm doing all my all my stuff. And so um I've I've probably caught up on everybody in the in the few months that I've been listening, probably years worth of stuff and the bonds and um Mm. Oh, I was trying to think of who else. Billy um, is so good. I I just got to <laughs> Billy maybe six months ago, and he is mm -hmm. oh, that is one smart. Well, him and his son, so good. So so I yeah I could I and I could listen to him when I first heard him talk. I'm like he has a voice for radio, and he's and had radio training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was an AM talk radio guy, and I think that's mm -hmm. why him and I got along so well because I, there's just something I always love talk radio. Spent years as a kid listening to it and, yeah. you know probably listening to stuff i didn't even understand but i just always had talk radio on in the background you know and always enjoyed it yeah. i'm i'm a little older than you are and and back in the day when um when i was young i i had a little transistor um and and i could pick up wls out of chicago nice. and I'd, I'd listen to it at, at night you know when it's yeah. all that signal travels so much further and i'd listen to it but um i did uh it was it was just once a week, but it was about four months of a local AM talk um, back in. Um, oh, shoot. I want to say 2005, 2004, nice. 2005. Um, 
one of our um, local school board officials was running for re-election and he had a regular spot on the local show. And so when they're actively campaigning, running for election, they can't sure, that makes be sense. on that show. So um, the guy that was the, it, it was his talk show and the school board guy was the co-host. And so he was looking for somebody and, and um, we had some mutual friends and, and we were all out and run into each other and, um, he said, you want to do it? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> that would be fun. I don't know. But it, it was, it was very interesting to be in the studio and, and to see how things were working. I wasn't, I mean, and I did get paid. So technically, I guess I was a professional, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, it just, it was very interesting to see what was happening, you know, because when you just have the radio on, you don't see all the stuff behind the scenes and it's not sure. like television because you can't see the, 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 uh, DJs and the uh, announcers and this and and the uh, program managers and all that stuff and so it was it was very interesting to to uh, to to do that. Plus, I got paid for it. Plus, I was taking vacation time off of my regular job, so I was getting paid twice. Double dip, right <laughs> on <laughs> for three three hours a week. So it was it was really interesting. Met a lot of interesting people. Had a lot of um um heated debate yeah because it was a very political political show <laughs> so am radio tends to be that down here so yes it does yeah, it's and, up here and, too bro. and I'm, I'm very opinionated on many things and not afraid to tell people that but uh yeah it was it was fun like i said i did that for from mid-january to the first part of may so it was nice. it was a blast well so now that we've we've uh, got all that out of the way um Part of the reason that I asked you to do this was to uh, talk a little bit about some of the basic tools that, and I'm focusing on the, from the female perspective, obviously, I know guys, some guys have this ingrained, um, because you're guys, <laughs> you know, and, and you grow up knowing all this stuff or hearing all this stuff and it comes second nature. And, you know, for some of us females, it doesn't, um, I, I was in the split. Um, uh, my dad didn't, didn't see, you know, girls didn't learn all of this stuff, but a few years after, you know, uh, I, I got grown, then it was all, you know, girls were being taught all this stuff and sure. going to shop class and all that stuff. So I was kind of in that, uh, transition period, but, um, I wanted to ask you to, uh, for some of your, um, thoughts about what, uh, tools women need to have in the home to take care of some, you know, minor, uh, emergency things. Uh, that, that may arise, especially through the winter time and, and also in their vehicles. And then I think I mentioned to you that I would be interested in getting Becky's opinion as to whether she thinks there's something different that, that sh you might need because, you know, we yeah. do things differently sometimes. And um, while, you know, putting a picture on the wall with a hammer is kind of generic, everybody needs a hammer and a nail to put a picture on the wall. Maybe there's something else that oh, there we is. might handle oh, there differently. Is. We got something we use that is way better than a hammer and nail. So I'll save that for the end, but we do. High so. heel shoes is probably oh, it. No, I'll tell you, it's good. But I gotta, so let me start with, we have five kids, four of whom are girls. Our first one is a boy, Mackenzie, and the next four, Olivia, Grace, Charlotte, and Alice, all girls. And we have done our damnedest to make sure that they are independent. So mm -hmm. Olivia, 
you know, as soon as she started driving, I, I had her out changing her tires, learning a bit about changing oil, probably give her a little too much confidence because she's, she's got herself in over her head a few times, but I'd rather go that way <laughs> than the opposite, right? Grace, love her. She just, a tools never scared her, has it? She just loves it. I So when I, I'm going to give a confession here. So, you know, I'm a DeWalt person, but when I first really got into DeWalt, I had a Milwaukee drill set. And so Gracie inherited my Milwaukee drill. She uses it all the time. She is so good with that. And the younger ones, we're going to trick them along. They're coming along. So, but I don't know. Have you ever heard of pink tax? So basically what it is, is that products for women cost on average more. Yeah. Yes. So here's my thing. I used to work at uh, what we call home hardware up here. It's a big hardware store. Mm-hmm. And my, it there would always be, it was usually for breast cancer or something. There would always be something bright pink, whether it was a hammer or a um, multi-bit screwdriver that was um, positioned for women. And it was always a piece of junk. Always. You know, they, to me, it looked like they just used it as an excuse. They painted some piece of crap. They couldn't sell pink. And they right. say, here, it's for women. So, mm-hmm. My thing is, I give a lot of thought to this this week, put some notes together, but my big thing was, for the most part, a basic home toolbox for anybody, whether it's a man or a woman or somebody just moving out, the basics are about the same, you know? Some things change, you know, if you have smaller hands or, you know, whatever, whether it's a smaller man or a smaller woman, whatever, you might want a lighter hammer, you know, that kind of stuff. But but overall, I would say that the basics are about the same. What do you think, baby? Nope, they are. Um, now, I, I find, well, going back to the girls. Yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, it was my myself, then my brother, then my younger sister. And there's a quite a, there's like a four and a half year gap between my brother and myself. Mm-hmm. And when I met Tim, I knew more about vehicles than he did. Absolutely. <laughs> because my, I, yep. my dad taught me everything. And, and I think a lot of it was because he just didn't want me calling him every day <laughs> about something and and right from when i was eight i'd say seven eight years old i was in the garage with him helping put motors in changing tires using tools using all kinds of that stuff and and i grew up when when we had our first daughter i was like okay no my my girls are gonna know how to do everything yep and even without tools like olivia you could put her in the middle of the woods she knows how to butcher a pig she knows how to butcher chickens um she'd be the she'd be the one that definitely (laughs) would survive in the woods longer than our son would oh yeah (laughs) i think our son would just crawl up in a ball and start crying (laughs) but where's my gatorade yeah where's my gatorade and my xbox but uh she but like all our girls there we want them to be independent and but with the tools, I do find, uh, like with the basics, it like for example, with with Tim's hammer, I can't use his hammer, right? Because right? it's a big because, ass old twenty ounce hammer, and it, it's too heavy for me. And yeah. and I and um and I find even trying to hit it, like I I can't even get the strength to hit it. And so like I have to use the smaller hammers. But I yeah. find the fiberglass ones are a lot nicer no vibration there's no vibration because like with the issues like with like you get the cramping in your hands and mm-hmm. but i find the wood one just it just kills your fingers and most women always i don't know when they get about my age they always have issues with your hands it's, it's i don't know if it's a thing like 
And of course the cold makes it worse. And, oh, yeah. and, and of course, when we opened up the daycare, my, um, my brother-in-law thought he was being cute and he brought Amy and I a pink multi-bit screwdriver. He's like, Oh, look, I went and bought it for you. It was like, it was like $18. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, and it's fancy pink. No word of a lie. We use that twice. And it, and it like, I'm just like him. I break everything. <laughs> so it's like, And it broke. And I was like, this yeah. is the biggest piece of junk out there. And so like now we, we just use a basic screwdriver and, and even some of his screwdrivers are too heavy for me. So yeah, like I yeah. wish I had something that was more catered for smaller hands, but I find just lightweight ones. That's what I find works a lot better for me. It's fun to let her talk because Anything I say comes off as sexist. So, <laughs> so nah, like, nah. no, I don't I work that way. I know. I, I know there's a lot of people who do, but I, 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 I don't. So I'm like, because you know, there's I'm some like, real. Okay, well, if you have tiny little hands, that's know, right. That's right. Well, yeah. And and I and another thing too, like with um, I find the impact drivers they scare me, and I think it's because it's it's a newer tool. Yeah, and there's so much and. There's Every, so much power. There's there. so much power, and yeah. I can't seem to find that sweet spot. And I think every screw I put in last summer with that impact driver, I yes. stripped. I stripped yeah. the head on it because I, I and and I'm just like and I'm full full tilt zero to sixty, and then boom, yeah. it strips. Boom, it yeah. strips. Um, and of course, and then you don't realize how powerful it is, and then you touch it, and I I singed my hand a couple right. times yes. on it, and. So I'm not a huge fan of the De of the Dewalt impact driver. Like even though I know it's an incredible tool, but unless you know what like the power, but I find men where they have the bigger finger, they have more control over that. But with well, me, and they like, they have the arms the arm strength. There's some biological differences that we just yeah. can't overcome. And they men have you know the upper arm strength and the arm strength and the hand strength that that we just you know. We're, we don't have naturally uh, as exactly. a rule. One and, thing I'm going to get you that I haven't mm -hmm. yet. Rachel Brown in the comments said that yeah. uh, she likes her cordless tools and her cordless screwdriver. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of people with smaller hands, the cordless screwdrivers are a great option. And there's, mm -hmm. I got to get one and test them out for people because they're, they're in between a drill an impact driver. You know, they're, they, they look like a little lock picking gun. You know, they're about right. yay big mm -hmm. and you can hold them and they'll put a screw in no problem all day long, but they don't have all that torque that, strip that little miss cook here loves to turn <laughs> from zero to 140. And then, then she'll be like, honey, I didn't get it in all the way. Can you fix it? And I'm like, well, or can you take it out? It's in the wrong spot. The, 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 the square is now circle and I need a hammer or a, a multi-tool to cut it off. So yeah. yeah. Or, or one of those, um, um, Oh, I forget what they're called, but you 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 the, tap them into the screw. The drill outs or yeah, tap yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to, oh, to, take it, to back them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it happens, yeah. you know. But yeah, one thing I should say before I go too far, and and I preach this. I, I did a presentation at uh, Prepper Camp on home maintenance, repairedness is what I call it. So mm -hmm. help, you know, maintenance for help when or when help isn't around the corner, and and that's how it works no matter what. But the first thing everybody needs to do is have a central location like a toolbox or a junk drawer, but you need to have a oh place for your tools. How I many know. of those do you need? Oh, I've got like many. three junk, yeah. junk drawers and two. I think I have like toolbox. six. <laughs> but it, and those are just mine. Big, those don't count big, his. I have big freezer bags with everything in it. Oh, I have a few of those too. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I have a few of them. If you have a fire, 
and you can't find your, even if you've got 12 fire extinguishers, but you can't mm -hmm. find one of them, you might as well right. not have any, right? So exactly. if you need a screw, you know, if you need to put a screw in a wall or you need to pull a nail out or, I mean, heaven help you, say you need a wrench to turn off the water main because you went to go turn off your water main and all of a sudden the damn thing come off in your hand, right? Mm. So if you need that and you can't find your tool, you might as well not have the tool, right? Yeah. yeah so exactly. um, year, a few years back when I just started my business, my brother-in-law for Christmas got me one of these. It's kind of a plastic metal hybrid toolbox, about yay big. And uh, so every, I have what I call my grab and go toolbox. And mm -hmm. whenever I go for a, a service call or a handyman job, that toolbox and my drill bag goes with me because as long as I put my tools back, I know where they are. And so right. if there's an emergency, whether it's mm -hmm. for you, like that time we had a flare up on the barbecue and you knew where the fire spray was, or I have to go and shut off the water quickly at a rental. The first thing I know is I have everything here. I can grab it and go. And so no matter what you have with your tools, the first thing, it's the same as having, say, we have, I have a couple of flashlights in my bedside table. So if the power goes out, I know where the flashlights are. And mm -hmm. if you need to fix something or solve an issue, the first thing is to have a central location, wherever that might be, for sure. Yeah. And for women, that would be a junk drawer. Yes. And that's why I say <laughs> that. Because so. every, every woman that is listening right now. Oh, yeah. I, 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 or will never, in the future. <laughs> you never remember where you put anything, right? I, I never so remember. Never. So I will look through about six junk drawers before I find what I'm actually looking for, but I know it's in one of those drawers. Now, there are some things that I'm bad that way with, but there are some things that, I, and it, I have just enough OCD in some areas yeah. that um, I have, I do have a little, yes, one of the little pink and black Stanley uh, sure. It's just a, it's just a little little teeny tiny hammer and a little teeny tiny screwdriver and a little teeny tiny wrench, and that's in a drawer. You know, the only thing I've really ever used out of it's the hammer. You know, but uh, and then I do I do have a uh, a cordless uh, drill that stays plugged in all the time. I don't know if that's destroying the battery or not, but it stays there. Um, but um, uh, no, it's not a drill. It's a screwdriver. Sorry. There's some That's fine, right. fine differences in that. It's an actually a cordless screwdriver, but uh, and those things I know exactly where they are. Uh, the the fire extinguishers I have those little little cans that you get at the hardware store. That's like the aerosol, not the. That's, they're yeah. incredible. I have them on our so, list. Yeah, incredible. I have I have one uh, in in the kitchen in the cupboard. So if the stove catches, I just have to turn around and grab it. I have one at the top of the stairs. Uh, between the bedrooms where our guest room and our room is. And I have one at the, um, our, our basement. It's, this is a 1920s house and our basement has um, a concrete block ledge and then windows yep. that look out into a window well. And it sets there at the bottom of the stairs. So if you're starting down the stairs and if you, there's smoke coming up and you're starting down the stairs, you can just grab it off that little ledge. But um, so those things, I know exactly where they are. Anything else? A rubber band, a piece of twine? Couldn't help you. Nope. <laughs> It'll take me a week to find them. <laughs> I see uh, Andrew over on Facebook. He said the 12 volt Milwaukee fuel impact driver is pretty manageable. Mm -hmm. I forgot about those. Those are really light. And they have, you know, if you get um, one of the low powered 12 volts from Milwaukee, they, mm -hmm. they're manageable for smaller hands. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, you might, but we can get you a drill too. So. <laughs> 
You need to set her up a board, a practice board, so that she can just practice. That's actually a good idea. You know what? So talking about that kind of stuff. That's because what we did with the kids. There are times, you know, if no matter what. So for instance, you know, Becky pays basically all the bills. So if there's a day that she's sick in bed and something needs to be paid, I'm kind of hooped because I don't necessarily know how to do that. And I should. So then I go and ask her, you know, anyway. So and then I get irritated. Yes. I'm like, oh, you now, know this. <laughs> if there's a power outage, for the most part, up until recently, I would have been the only one handling the generator. However, mm-hmm. I've we've started. We just did it once so far. I had her. I watched her struggle to pull the generator out of the garage, bring it out, and start the whole thing, hook it up herself. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it two or three more times to make sure she can. So whether you're, you know, the husband or the wife in a relationship, mm-hmm. even if you don't care to do certain things, take some time and learn how to do that kind of stuff. Because, you know, um, there was a lady I used to work for. Her husband died unexpectedly, quite a bit younger than you would think. And there was so many things that she just had no clue about because she never bothered to just, you know, either watch or listen yeah. or learn. And that could be something simple. It could just be, yeah. hey, I'm out of town. You know, the car broke down. I'm not going to be home for five days. There's a snowstorm coming. You might need to know where the generator is, right? Well, and for example, when you came out here. Right. I was, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was out east in Nova Scotia, and we were in a 130-year-old house. house. And we had, he was out here for six months, and I was home with the five kids by myself. And we lost middle of a snowstorm, and we only had fire heat. And, but uh, the kids and I were splitting wood, we were starting fires and then we lost power for five days and we didn't have a generator, but we had a wood burning stove and we kept the fires going in there. Yeah, it was, but it, you have to, you have to know how to do all that stuff. Like the whole, I think um, like it's the whole damsel in distress doesn't work anymore. You have to be able to be independent. You know, I, I, I would like to believe that, but there, then I look at, the larger cities, uh, oh. you know, the the New Yorks, the San Francisco's, and those cities where where they're so yeah. dependent on you know running. No, nobody cooks. I mean, you might fix a sandwich, but nobody cooks in their yeah. place. They all go out to eat and all these things. And and I think how helpless because it hasn't been. I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it hasn't been too many years four or five maybe that they had that grid down in New York and that, yep. and that, that all of that was, and I kept thinking all these people in these high rises that are, you know, 20 and 30 stories up with no electric and they can't get out and maybe they can't, I don't know if they can open their windows or not that high, you know, I would think not, but you know, what are these four people doing? And, you know, so many of them have not a clue, have not a clue <laughs> and, and most uh, have a day's worth of food on hand at most yep. you know oh, yeah. Or, or less. yeah because and, they don't cook they don't yeah. need it they're always eating out you know but what makes but what makes it worse for us that well what we taught our girls too is like mm-hmm. in that type of situation what makes it even more like what makes it worse is when you're a woman and you're a hundred percent relying on a man yes for that like you because yes. like, you know, like, and it's okay to, to depend on, on your man and it's okay to, do that, but there's a lot of single oh, yeah. women out there that, right. That there's some things you need to, to, know. to know, like, cause um, like our youngest girl, Gracie lives on her own. She's mm-hmm. single and she does everything on her own. 
And there are some things where she'll call up dad and she'll be like, hey, dad, I need help with this. I need help with that. And the first thing we always say to her, did you try? Right. Right. Every single time. Every time. Because I don't want them to be that type of person that can't take care of themselves. Right. And and it's it's I in in my experience, this the same aunt of mine that lived in Cleveland, um, she was from the generation she didn't drive. You know, she was her her husband was in the Second World War. So she was she was, you know, a a housewife all of that time. So from the 40s, you know, and so she didn't drive. She didn't write the bills out. She didn't do any of that stuff. She went to the grocery store and a few of those type of things. But she could walk to that. Uh, And but um, so when her husband started getting ill in his advanced age and 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 strokes and different things and could she she had no clue she had no idea she was totally dependent on the neighbors as best she could because that area of town where she lived in was starting to um well it it, it was getting bad you know the the, the, uh, bad elements were moving in luckily for her they they her house was never a target of some of the things that went on and um in her lifetime but um yeah that was bad and and when i was coming up and now my dad was he wasn't going to teach me to weld and he wasn't going to teach me to build you know rebuild engines or change oil i i do know how to change oil i've only done it a couple of times but i do know the idea of it and those basic things but um he did teach me to drive a standard standard transmission you know, I can drive just about anything that's out there. And, I didn't learn until uh, I was 32. Never learned oh, how to drive. Well, a you, and you now did, I have my class learn. one. But yeah, I didn't. But never had a. Learn. Yeah. So, hey, it, you know, shit yeah. happens. You got to learn it. Right. But mm-hmm. I and I was I was talking. I was talking to the young man that was stitching me up today. <laughs> and uh, uh, he was he was talking about he has an older vehicle. We was talking about our, our trucks and different things. And he, he's got a Ford that the 2005, I think he said it was 2005 Ford Ranger and it was the manual transmission. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't get a manual transmission pickup truck anymore. Not here. Nope. You can't. Mm-mm, no. And uh, you, you can, you can, if they're the, the large, mm-hmm. like one tons and, and commercial trucks, but the stand, the regular Joe pickup truck, you can't. Unless you special order it, and then that's a nightmare. But um, yeah, I, l- I learned to drive a standard, and and uh, when my my son was married, he married fairly young, and his young wife, um, you know, she didn't drive, and and I paid. I sent her at the time we had a driving school here. It's since <laughs> gone, but uh, I sent her. To, I paid for her to go to driving school, and she couldn't understand why. And I said, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, if my son gets hurt and he has to go to the hospital, and you don't know how to drive. I'm going to be kind of upset. (laughs) And I said, then also, I know my son, I know his gene pool. If anything ever happens between you two, you need to be able to drive. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. To be out on your own, honey, you're going to, you need to know how to do these things. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, kids don't think a lot about it anymore, you know, what a big deal it is to be able to drive and have that independence and be able to do things. And that's, that's very similar with, you know, I can you know, split the wood for the wood fire and I can start the generator and in case of an emergency or something when, when people are gone. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very similar. I, uh, I put a little list together of some, a few things and this, I guess, so we, we put together a, 
how do you want to put it? Um, an emergency kit and sure. a basic tool kit for our kids this year, the three mm-hmm. adults. So because, you know, when you're struggling for money or, you know, you're, you're new out living on your own, a lot of things, the last thing you worry about buying is a decent quality screwdriver or a hammer yeah. because when you're worried about food or gas, right? So mm-hmm. we put that together for them and some of this is the same. But um, so, you know, you need a hammer. You need something that is going to fit your hand and it's not going to kill your shoulder, right? You need a tape measure because you need to know how far things are away or, you know, whatever, right? Um, if, if nothing else, you need a single good quality multi-bit screwdriver. Now, my dad had one. I think it's probably still in the junk drawer back home. It's that like that old Bakelite green plastic. It's oh, yeah. Kind of translucent, you know, and yes. it's probably been around since, I don't know, probably since Noah was on the ark. I'm not sure, but, <laughs> and I think it still had five of the six original bits. So, but you got to have one, you know, and you need a flashlight because everybody needs a flashlight. But here's the thing. Don't take a flashlight, throw it in your junk drawer and think, okay, I'm good. Take it out and check it every so often and change the batteries or don't leave batteries in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've come across more than one of these, of these little teeny, teeny tiny ones, like would fit on a key ring and the batteries are corroded. And it's just like, well, this is, you know, I might be able to salvage this. You know, how many kids out there today understand how to use baking soda to get the corrosion out. But um, I, it, it may, it's, it, it was a dollar. Is it worth all of that? You know? So, yeah. And here's the thing. Okay. The only time you're going to find that is one of two times, either when you do an inspection on it or when you go to use the damn thing. And if you mm-hmm. go to use it, it's probably because the power's out. And right. so the last thing you want to be doing is going looking for baking soda in the middle of power outage. Exactly. So just <laughs> either, honestly, if you're going to store it long-term, take the battery, store them in a Ziploc, and tape them to the flashlight. Sure, but if yeah. you're not, check your flashlight every six months. I mean, you know me. I've got – I have an addiction to flashlights. I own way too many. But just check them. You know, keep rechargeables yeah. around. Standardize on a certain type of battery, whether it's AAA or AA. You know? I saw you talking about that and, and talking about some different adapters that you could get mm-hmm. that make AA's fit to – Yeah. Triple, AA's fit a C or – Yeah. Was that a thing about it? Yeah. That was fascinating to me. I have never seen those. I called her a while ago uh, when I was, I went down south there for two and a half weeks, had a great time. And I was at Cracker Barrel and I said, Hey, hon, I want to bring you home some Christmas decorations. (laughs) And of course, one we (laughs) fell in love with was like this old fashioned floor model TV is about yay big. And it has like uh, a snow globe in it with plays music and a beautiful thing. So I picked it up. No thought of it. I bring it home. The damn thing takes C batteries. We don't keep C batteries in the house. We just don't because <laughs> I've standardized on uh, AA, AAA. And then, of course, we have some of our rechargeable 9 volts for certain things. So I thought, geez, how are we going to solve this? So I started looking, and they make these sleeves that'll take my AA or AAA batteries. You can slide them up inside, and it turns your AA's or AAA's into a C or a D battery. So just picked them up recently, and we're going to use them so that we don't have to keep. Because the thing is, I like using the rechargeables. Because, you know, you always have them. You don't have to throw them out all the time. And so if I can throw some of those rechargeables into a sleeve and use them, why not? Right? Well, and this snow globe just chews up. Oh, yeah. It does. <laughs> really? I have it running all the time. It's like oh, a little okay. motor. It's really it. cute. Yeah, but I, I leave it running at night and it, I just chewing up batteries. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> we need some rechargeables in there, I think. 
um, a, a mini little socket set's good to have, you know, not a huge one. You don't, mm -hmm. you know, the last thing a person needs is something that weighs 32 pounds, has 800 pieces, and you yeah. got nowhere to stash it, you know? Yeah. Get yourself. Dad always had one. We just pick one up for the kids. Hopefully, they're not watching so we don't ruin their Christmas surprise. <laughs> but, you know, something that's like five by seven, you know, like a five by seven photo, you can take it, throw it in a drawer. Mm -hmm. um, and something a lot of people don't think about is a good step stool or a good mini folding, like two-step ladder, you know? Because yeah, in your house, unless like you got an old house, yours might be taller. But I mean, nine times out of ten, your ceilings are going to be eight feet. Ours were nine down to mm -hmm. neck. So with yeah, a good two-step step ladder, you can reach anything safely. So invest in something good. Uh, I, I hate going there, but IKEA sells these really nice heavy-duty poly step stools. They're only one step, but they're quite high. Yeah, and they're I like five bucks yeah five like bucks the best ones we've ever had and i have used the blue one in my business for four or five years and i've never broke it so mm -hmm. if you want to be safe you know the last thing you want to be doing is some of the stupid shit i've done over the years like stepping on a five gallon bucket to try to you know right or oh i step on a chair have something yeah, safe, I do that. you know I've, I've fallen off a chair more than once on my front porch <laughs> oh you know <laughs> i think um, it just tips right over with me yeah. a good utility yeah. knife i like the folding ones that take the you know, the old style razor blades because mm -hmm. they're yeah. a lot sturdier and safer. They tend to fold out and they hold the blade. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, the ones that have the, they call them an Ulfa knife a lot and they, they, they'll extend out and you break them off. I just, Oh yeah. I have some of those. Yeah. I, I always called them box cutters. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And they're, I find they're a little dangerous. You know, they can be, you can either overextend them, they'll break off the fly, you know, so get a, yeah. I like the folding utility knives because they fold down low. And then they're mm -hmm. good and sturdy, aren't they? Big for open boxes and stuff. But with the you with the folding utility knife, um, I do have a hard time opening. Fair enough. And closing yep. them. Uh, I like the little tiny skinny box cutter. Oh yes, and right. It's See? got the little tiny metal in there, and then when the blade, you can just you know press the blade and snap it against something, yeah. and it breaks off because yeah. I can hold it. But the the big utility knives that he uses, I can open them, but I can't. Sometimes I can't close them. Because my hands won't that work, sense, and it, yeah. and, right. and I find even using them, they're heavy. And you're using them for different purposes. Yeah, yeah. He's doing them for heavy duty, and you're doing them to open boxes. I mean, well, he's got the knife lighter from, yeah. from Patrick, and I even have a hard time with that one. Oh, so yeah, this right here. Yeah, so, like it because uh, I'm. It's so sharp, and I'm afraid I'm going to cut myself on it. But and I have a habit of cutting myself all the time, so it's just. But I find those little tiny box knives. Yeah, those are, are the good. best ones. I like those. And yeah. then the only thing you got to watch those when you're snapping the metal off that doesn't come up and hit you in the eye or anything because they do sometimes they do fly off. If you need a recommendation for those, I I actually used one of those at home hardware for ten years. But buy the metal ones; they hold up better. Olfa O L F A. They make a good knife, mm -hmm. but just get one that's metal, and then that's one less failure point, you know. Um, and another thing, a lot of people don't know on those box cutters. The little mm -hmm. tip on the, so on the end, the blade doesn't come out of, you can take that end off, slide it on the end of the blade and then snap your piece off. There's a little slit in there for doing that. So I, I saw that somewhere. I haven't tried it, um, but I, I did see that somewhere and I have, I just have a little, little skinny one. It's um, not any bigger than a nail file, but yeah, it's like yours, uh, I haven't, like I that. haven't, I haven't tried to see if that 
works on mine, it probably does. <laughs> With Rachel. Rachel would just Yeah, say. I'm only 5'4". I climb on the back of the couch. When I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I scale all the furniture. I was standing on the back of the couch putting his surround sound wire up in there. And I'm there on is everything. a beautiful step stool out in the kitchen that folds out nicely, and it's two good steps right yeah, there. But, at least but it wasn't she... in the room she needed. That's true. Yeah. But if you, you need fall, one in there. at least I'm hitting the couch. I'm not hitting the floor. <laughs> I got a cushioning right <laughs> and some more of the stuff that i'm going to talk about and i'm going to sound like a bit of a um i don't know what the word for it is but do as i say not as i do but safety gear is really important and i'm not the best mm. example for that because i'm the guy that went to outpatients twice in eight days to get stuff removed from my eye because i was too damn mm. stubborn to wear safety glasses but i've gotten better haven't i yeah, well, with, sa with safety glasses i have yes yeah so get yourself some safety glasses some gloves if you're going to do anything loud, get some of them disposable foam ear protections, you know? Yeah, I have a bunch um, of those. A headlamp. I and, and I know you don't use them as often, but anytime you're doing any work, and it could be anywhere, or a power outage, I love headlamps because it, <laughs> it leaves your two hands empty. Barrett loves them too. Yes, my brother-in-law loves them too, but... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you no, can make his, fun of me. It's all no, right. No, his actually, Barrett, uh, our nephew, spilt some pop the other day at their house. And my sister came out of the bathroom and Barrett had his headlamp on. He was cleaning the pop from underneath the coffee table. <laughs> and she just looked at him and walked away. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> but he uses the headlamp. At least he was, he was cleaning it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, a good first aid kit too. And it doesn't need to be. Oh, yeah. Or if nothing else, know where your band-aids and things are. We have <laughs> my dogs at the door trying to get in. Maisie's trying to get in. We bought a couple of, you know, the Rubbermaids. But they have um, locking latches on the sides and they have a rubber seal around them. We bought a couple of those and they're they're waterproof. You can take them and run with them. We have our first aid kits in there. But whatever it is, know where you can go, whether it's a roll of electrical tape or a box mm -hmm. of band-aids. Know where you can go to get something to stop the bleed. Because mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, if you're doing work around your house your injury is going to be something that causes you to leak. Or carving pumpkins. Yes, carving. <laughs> yeah, our, our girls' very first Halloween, they were dressed up as bunnies, beautiful little girls. We were all excited to go out Halloween, and for some reason we decided to wait until the very last night of Halloween to carve our pumpkins. And Becky decided that she was going to stab the pumpkin with her hand on the blade. Which was fine. Oh, almost took on the pinky, handle, the tip of my pinky. <laughs> However, oh. once she got the guts on her of the pumpkin, and then we went to do the next one, she went to do it. Her hand slipped down. Her pinky went right through the blade and damn near severed a digit. So yeah. we were at the emergency room on Halloween night, well, getting her stitched up before we could take the kids out Halloween. And so, yeah. but I've done it too. I can't say much. So yeah. Oh, and Rachel Brown says uh, cornstarch is a great quick clot. And yes. We use that for the dogs when we do their nails. Yeah, and, yeah, I've used, yeah. I've had that for the dogs too. Yeah. Um, we had goats I'm, years ago, and we used them for when we over trimmed their hooves. We put it on there mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I don't know that I would have thought of it. I would have grabbed flour if I ha had to have. But um, the husband, he he cut himself. He was I forget what he was doing and how exactly why, <laughs> but he he cut a he cut. Um, finger and it didn't look like much as long right. as he didn't bend and the minute he bent 
he spurted because he clipped oh. a little, yeah, he clipped a little artery. I mean, it wasn't huge. It wasn't like gallons, but it, it was just enough that, you know, he's like, oh, I'm fine. And he, he did the, the uh, paper towel and the black tape, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 you got to go. That's not going to work. So he ended up having, I think it was three stitches. He ended up with. Yeah. And he they, comes in with the electrical tape. I'm like, what yeah, did you do that's now? A, that's right. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That's just long enough to get you to the hospital there or the urgent care facility. You know, that's that's all the black tape's good for. It's not it's not permanent. There's nothing additional in the electrical tape. I always thought there was, you know. So his injuries oh. are usually on the top of his head, so you can't oh. put tape up there. And I can't, I'm just like my father. I it's not like you're gonna walk around with a damn hard hat on your head. But one day dad called me and he's like, Yep, I just got back from ER, I got stitches. And I'm like, What mm -hmm. the hell did you do? And he went in the basement. And the, it's an older house, so the ceilings are only about six and a half feet. But then you put the ductwork in there, and sure. you know where they put, they put I, seams. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> big gash down the middle of his forehead or his uh, top of his head with stitches. So yeah. I do it. I bet you, at least one. Oh well, here's what I do. So tip: do as I say, not as I do. I, I work off a six foot step ladder almost all the time, or an mm -hmm. eight foot or a ten foot. Now when I go up. I take a hammer with me or a drill and then mm -hmm. I set it on the top of the ladder and then I climb down and then I move the ladder and then the drill comes down and hits me in the head. And then I get a visit at the daycare. Can you look at my head? I think I need stitches. <laughs> so don't be stupid like Tim. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Just grab the stapler and just go to town oh, on him. That'll done. teach oh, him. Yeah. He'll, he'll yeah. learn that way. I won't. That's the no, problem. He won't. I should. I really try. You know, I teach a lot of people about it and, I'm bad with gloves too. That's my biggest. I hate gloves, but please wear gloves. You, I, so many injuries I've had over the years that would have been just fine without if I was wearing gloves. You know, so just yeah, wear hand cover if you're. I've this wouldn't have fixed it, but I drove a, an air nail through my finger one day. Uh, so just yeah, don't don't do stupid things. That's all. Uh, my husband gave me a pair. He where he works for the power company. He gets. Uh, he has oh, access yeah. to all kinds of stuff and he brought home these gloves that um they don't i mean it's not you couldn't take a hatchet you know but sure. they're supposed to stop like barbed wire and and minor small yeah. saws and nails and and metal from getting through and i thought well that i mean they just look like plain old gloves to me but um i've used them to do uh stuff that i was absolutely shocked that they could cactus cactus didn't get through them it was hysterical cool. i was messing with a cactus and it didn't get through them so um he uh he brings it but now i can't think the the leather gloves and stuff like that are just absolutely too clunky it to me it's almost worse than not having gloves at all and the uh, women's just, gloves are are useless I yeah they're too tiny they, i mean they, there's not i don't there's not a happy medium for me so yeah because the ladies gloves are like like garden gloves i was just gonna say they're thin like garden gloves and they don't do even i wear garden gloves when i'm doing gardening and i still get dirt under my nails and everything i'm yeah. just like i don't know why yeah. i bother wearing them it's just it's like really, they're supposed to protect you but yeah yeah um andrew over there in the chat he was asking about a decent set of sockets mm -hmm. so I'm a big believer in my, my dad always said buying quality pays, you know, buy the best you can afford. Now, as long as you take good care of it. And I mean, she bought me a set of Stanley sockets about 15 years ago and I still have them. So 
if you buy a decent quality set, and it doesn't have to be a $1,000 set, but buy a name you recognize it's going to last you. But if you're looking for something to have in a junk drawer or a small toolbox, you know, look for something that has quarter inch and three eighths drive. You know, half inch is more for like automotive, you know, the big ones. So look for, and again, if you don't go with half inch, you go with three eighths and quarter inch, it's going to be lighter and smaller and more compact. But look for something that has a few um, of the deeper sockets in it as well. You don't need a ton, but just look for something that has a good assortment of sockets. And I really like the painted ones. So she got me the red ones and they just seem to hold up a little better because you kind of, I don't know, you take better care of them if they have the black paint or the red paint on them, but whatever. And they can be silver, but if you buy yourself a decent brand, you know, whether it's uh, Stanley or DeWald or Milwaukee, anything like that, um, or Craftsman. Craftsman, now they used to be really, really good, but they I don't got know about Craftsman anymore. Yeah. No, and, and they're not and nearly been bought as good and sold as a couple different times, and it's like they're just not. DeWalt owns their brand now. Do they? And, but the problem is, is that they don't create the tools. It's mostly mm -hmm. offshore stuff now. So mm -hmm. just pay attention to it. But, yeah, if you get yourself a decent set of sockets and you're not a professional mechanic, they'll last you a lifetime. Just See, that rolls them. me into asking you about your fascination with Harbor Freight, because <laughs> if I buy Harbor Freight sockets, I'm going to smash them with my fingers. I mean, just so, this, the, the tools yeah. that I have bought from Harbor Freight are are just in a pinch emergency. I got to have something quick and, you know, this is what's handy. Not uh, I'm planning to build a house, so I'm buying you know, right. the nice stuff and putting money into them. So I, that, that brings me, you know, that segues as the kids, kids like to say into where did your fascination with Harbor Freight come from? You know what? I'll say when we went to Harbor Freight, <coughs> first thing I said to him was like, why are we in here? Because it, it reminded <laughs> me, like, I, I don't think you guys have it, but we have a store up here called Princess Auto. And yeah. it is absolutely like, I, it, it kind of reminds me of a, a store where they just get a whole bunch of yard sale stuff. and then Like a dollar store for, yeah, and, and for guys. We in, <laughs> yeah, and we went into Harbor Freight and I was like, everything in here looks like it's junk. Why are we in here? And he, he just had, he just had to go down there, but so, I, there was nothing appealing in there for me, but. You know, when you're a kid and your parents tell you, you can't have a cookie until you finish your supper. Or you can't, you know what I mean, right? So for me, and of course, my obsession came from the fact that I'm a Canadian. We don't have Harbor Freight up here. I continuously hear from my American friends about the good deals they get. So it's like, if somebody tells you you can't have something, it just makes you, you know, it's like say, it's like somebody say, don't think of a pink elephant. Well, the first thing you think of is a damn pink elephant, right? Right, right. And so for me, it was, I kind of wanted to test the waters and see what was there. Now, you know I'm a DeWalt, or maybe you don't, but I'm a DeWalt guy, have been for a lot of years. But there's some things that I just don't use a lot. One of them's a jigsaw, one of them's a sander, because I don't do woodworking. So I really don't want to go out and spend $150 or whatever on a cordless DeWalt jigsaw or mm -hmm. a cordless DeWalt sander. Mm -hmm. But the Bauer is kind of a good in-between, plus, of course, running a YouTube channel, you know, I... Most tools will pay for themselves eventually if they're on there long enough. But I was really excited about just trying some of this middle of the road stuff because I've never experimented with the cheaper tools. 
And of course, you know, my buddy Chicken Hawk from Chicken Hawk Farmstead on YouTube, he loves Harbor Freight. So I wanted to try it. And I would say, oh, and the Predator generators are really worth the money. Really uh, worth tell, tell the truth. The only reason why I wanted to go was because of the generators. Absolutely. But then he gets suckered <laughs> into all these deals with the tools. Yep. And I, honestly, I like I'm not a Home Depot person, but I would shop at Home Depot before I would Harbor Freight. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would say everything I've bought has lived up to my expectations, except for the small what I would call uh, dirt devil style vacuum I bought from there. That thing, you know, normally if you say a tool sucks, uh, it's a bad thing, but in this case it doesn't suck and it's a bad thing. So, mm -hmm. but the, the, the cordless uh, hand or cordless portable shop vac, I really like. So, and that's where it came from. It was a, I can't have it. I have no access to it. So I really want to try it, you know? Well, I guess that makes sense. It was like, but, uh, uh, if, you know, oh, it's, ahead. There, well, the, the closest closest one to me is about a 30-mile drive one direction. And um, it's, it's interesting to go there. They have some neat little stuff. They have a few odd things that, um, you know, certain kind of uh, magnets with hooks on that I like yeah. to use in the kitchen to put things uh pot holders and stuff on and and utensils and things that I can hang up and just little oddball. I like uh, they don't last very long but some of the little solar lights that I like to put out in the flower yep. beds and stuff that you stuff can get you like. things like that. Uh, yeah. So there's there's some of that and um you know they've always got different size tarps and you're always needing a tarp and you can get the they have a little coupon where you can get the uh the furniture blankets like the moving furniture oh yeah like thing and those come in handy for all kinds of weird stuff you know i love my moving that, blankets um, you know you yep. put them put them in the back for your 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 dogs when you're traveling with your dog yeah. and let them keep them off the back of your uh, car seats and stuff but it, you know so they have some oddball stuff like that but i never did feel like their their tools were that you know really i would big. say I, mean, I, would I just not... talked about the bower and i mentioned it to yeah. my husband he says Did it, bower what bower i said yeah that's supposed they they have them he said i don't remember ever seeing them but they are there i've seen them so but he was just wasn't looking for them i wouldn't buy any hand tools there you mm -hmm. can tell that they're i'm not a i mean whatever you yeah. know i think it's pittsburgh or something brand but if i'm gonna if i'm gonna buy a hand tool i want to buy a buy it for life hand tool so it's mm -hmm. going to be a Stanley or a DeWalt or a Milwaukee, right. something that I think, okay, I could run a tank over it and it'll still be good. Because mm -hmm. Becky invented the term many years ago that a tool needs to be timproof because I break shit all the time. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I don't buy cheap hand tools anymore. But yeah. yeah. And, and that goes for ladies as well. You know, if you're, no matter if you're going to use something a little or a lot, it doesn't hurt to buy something that's going to last forever. Because the last thing you want to do is hurt yourself when you're, trying to install something and something breaks right well i'm rough on things too yeah like, absolutely I, yeah like with me it's more like and, and it's not purposely on rough but like you set it down and it drops or and like and sometimes it falls further than you want you're like oh boy you know <laughs> but as long as you can pick it up and it's not cracked and it can still yeah. work that's that's all that matters yeah i've i've messed up several cheap um flat screwdrivers because they do great for a while but then when you really get in and they re yep. really got to screw in there for a while and you really have to put some torque on there it just just the tip end of it just bends and have it's like 
slinging across the room. And you don't even realize you're doing it. You're just jamming it in there. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, I'm way stronger than I thought I was. Yeah, you're not stronger. It's just junk. (laughs) (laughs) But let me ask you this. Now I have watched the video, but, but for, um, for some, some of my folks that may see this replay sure. later or, or maybe listen to the podcast, if I can, you know, whittle this down enough. Um, you know, I have, I, I, I rent a room out of my house at mm-hmm. the B&B and I started it on Airbnb. And so I was really, really interested when you did that little um, uh, um, test of the hotel locks yeah yeah we've got fun with this everybody loves those yeah yeah so um now my room upstairs has one of the old skeleton key yep uh door so you you can't use it it's been painted over a thousand times and uh it's painted open so it's not it doesn't lock so i did put a a chain lock on it on the inside of the room for you know basic protection for whoever's staying there but um because the doors are original, you know, so I'm not, I'm not going to be putting a big fancy deadbolt or anything on these hundred year old doors. But um, I was very fascinated by those. And, and did you find any of the ones that um, fit inside the, the, the deadbolt that wouldn't bend? I know you had, I know that Becky had the favorite that went under the doorknob the big, you like that the one, pole yeah. part. Well, I know well, you, and then you had the wedge that went under the door. But did any of those that actually fit on the lock itself? Yes. Um, stand up. Oh, I can't. Rem- oh my God, my brain. That's okay. Working. And yeah. then I asked you well, out of the blue anyway. But no, for, no. Um, the problem I found with the like you're talking about the ones that go with the like door, the little shim wedge. I, yeah. I could not get those to work. There's really? a learning curve with them. Yeah, and they'll work with some doors. Mm-hmm. Add a lock. That's the name. So. Uh, so the first one that I tried was a Chinese import. The thing was made out of about three layers of tinfoil. And if mm-hmm. you've seen the video, I it did. didn't take me anything to bend it in half. Right. You and just it, did yeah, like that, yeah. it didn't work. It, it just didn't hold up. And it was shaped weird. Anyway, so I had a lady who messaged me from Australia. She said, I used to work for the original company that invented it. But the problem is either the patent or something. So there's a ton of knockoffs on Amazon. Yeah. So if you buy one, you need to look for the one that says ADDA, Ada Lock. And if you get it, it's going to have Ada Lock printed on the metal. It's going to be about an eighth of an inch thick, much thicker than the other stuff. And it's going to come with a little carry bag. Now, did you get a hold of one of those yourself? I did. And it okay. worked a lot better. Now, the problem is, is like she said, you need to practice with them. And the other thing is they don't work on every door. Mm-hmm. They they have a couple different holes in them. And if you go in and slide them up and down, eventually they'll latch. But that's why you like kind of the... The under the door one. Yeah. It was easy for me to get it up and it was easy to wedge it under the door. Mm-hmm. And it, you don't have to have a lot of strength behind it. Yeah. But the other one, if you, if you haven't practiced on it and you can't figure out how to... I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. But if, if you can find one that will work for your door, it's good. But the problem is, is if you have people coming, you know, every every day or every week, you have a new person, mm-hmm. they're going to have to learn how to use it each time. So, yeah. yeah. So that, that there was that. And then I thought, well, um, of course, I know that I'm not going to be going in on anybody and there's not going to be anybody else here <laughs> except my husband and I. But um, 
it it might offer a little more to uh, someone who's nervous about because yes. a lot of the folks that stay with me, um, especially if they're my age or so, they haven't ever stayed at one before, and they they they've picked us out because we're close to their age. We're sure we do some of the similar things, so they feel a little more comfortable. Um, and a lot of times it is it is a, a woman traveling alone that that will stay here. Um, and I thought, well, that's interesting. I could offer that because I'm sure people feel a little nervous because that little brass chain isn't going to hold back mm -hmm. somebody that really wants in that door. But you know, I then then I I was I was wondering, you know, what you thought. And the um, now the wedge is just an alarm, isn't it? Uh, well, no, one door. we had, I liked it. But the problem is, is that after we used it once, I can't get it to thread back in. So I think by pushing on it, it, I think we bent it. So, oh. and it was a good one. It was expensive. It was, was like 30, the, the little red one that slid under the door and you tighten it into place. Okay. I um, like the big white one. Yes. So she liked the, the, I want to call it the barricade or the battering ram style one. She liked mm -hmm. that a lot. Yeah. The one we had, now there are some that are an alarm and, I've had some people who have mentioned just using a wood wedge, which mm -hmm. would work too. But the one we had looked like a door stopper. You slid it. <laughs> here the, the, the animals running. <laughs> yeah, it's it all right. Looked like a door stopper. You slid it under and yeah. then you tightened a wing nut and it forced yeah. it up. Oh, so the door works. couldn't open. It was great. It was hard on the, your hands. It was right? hard on my hands. Yeah. But I believe I ended up bending the thing because it won't work anymore so oh. i don't know it was a nice one and i think it was it was simple right? it was well it wouldn't i found it took forever on the carpet yeah yeah because it would kept it kept sinking into the carpet so you had to keep turning oh. and turning and turning and yeah because and you, you got have the carpet pad little, and stuff and it's and you have to get stronger and, and you have to get stronger and stronger and stronger as you're turning and by time it was all like i'm like no i can't do this spend more time doing that than you would anything else and that's why i like the little white one you just a couple buttons you click it goes underneath the door handle and it stayed there and the one she had so of course for us we were looking for something in my mind that you could throw into a carry bag hop on a plane and go with it right so that's why i like that little yeah. lock but it turned out i i never even thought it. she liked the fold up bar but if it were something for you where you're keeping it in a bed and breakfast room all the time, mm -hmm. they sell a rigid one that doesn't have any moving parts or a lot less moving mm -hmm. parts. So yeah. you can just hang it on the wall and say, hey, here you go. Because I, I think of all of them, that is the strongest lock of the bunch. Mm -hmm. Because you'd really, I, years ago, a few years back, I had to break down a door to a bank property that a crackhead had gone in and barricaded and he he used something very similar to what that was and i had to hit it on the hinge side about four times with a sledgehammer before i could get through the door so see then it, that yeah. then that makes me uh uh then you're thinking fire escape well or that's, or yep. if some something's wrong then uh let's let's say somebody uh, just for the conversation somebody has a heart attack or stroke or something and just falls over in the room and you got to get in there you're not getting in there yeah yeah not easily of course, anyway. then you're gonna have then you know you call the fire department they chop the door down there's but, always with there's always a trade-off with security mm -hmm, sure. every time every time you up your security you lower your convenience right yeah. so 
every time you add a layer of security into anything, it always makes things a little less convenient. Well, but yeah. so you, you need to figure out where where you're happy, where your happy medium is, right? Yeah. You know, is a door lock enough or do you want to have something as an option for your patrons, right? Yeah. Um, let's, let me think. Um, I did. I, the husband likes to watch YouTubes of these guys mm -hmm. who um, they, they work on cars and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know how I come across this one. And you may or may not have ever heard this before, but one guy took a, a car battery and a couple of cables and an inverter mm -hmm. and used it to start his, the, the, uh, fan and stuff for his gas heat stove, household heat stove. Yep. When the power was out. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Have you, you know that, it, I mean, yeah. he, the guy did it. My husband said, oh yeah, that probably would work. And I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to ask you because I so need there's, to Oh yeah, that's right up my alley. But there, so, okay. If you don't have the money to buy a generator, okay. almost everybody has a 40 or $50,000 generator parked in their yard. Right. And by that, I mean your vehicle, whether mm -hmm. it's an electric or, but you know, Still, the vast majority of us have a gas-powered vehicle sitting in your yard. Mm -hmm. So you can go to Harbor Freight for 100 bucks, and you can buy yourself a 1,500-watt inverter. Now, 1,500 watts is enough to run anything you can plug into a wall, any one item. And that includes something like the blower motor on a furnace because that's, you know, even though it doesn't plug into the wall, it's hardwired, it's still... 15 amps, which is just the same as a toaster or a microwave or, um, you know, any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, if you don't have the money to buy a generator, you got a half a tank of gas in your vehicle or a tank of gas or a couple of jerry cans on hand, you go buy yourself a hundred dollar inverter, make sure it's at least 1500 Watts. And it has two, you know what I mean by uh, alligator clips, you know, like a yeah, red yeah. and a black. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's going to look like a little lobster there. So <laughs> it's going to have two of those on there. So if you can, Use a clothespin, you can power your house when the power's out. All you do is you hop your hood up, you take that inverter, and you go, boop, and you put the red on the red, the black on the black. Now you can run an extension cord and power any one item in your house with your power with the power outage. So here's the thing. If you got a deep freeze, a fridge, a pump, and a furnace, you alternate. You go, okay, I'm going to plug my fridge in for 15, 20 minutes. Then I'm going to move it over to my, my freezer. Then I'm going to move it over to my pump. And then the only thing about a furnace is it would be worth paying an electrician to figure out a way to put a plug on your furnace. The reason for that is, is most furnaces are hardwired. You know, they run right to your panel. So mm -hmm. you can't just go and run a furnace to a generator or to an inverter very easily. So if you go and have... Um, an electrician take the power coming out of your furnace and having put it into a plug that you can plug into the wall, then you can take that plug, unplug it, and then hook your generator into that or your inverter. So you could run your furnace, as long as it's not electric heat, if it's a gas blower or a right. wood furnace, anything like that that runs off standard electricity, you can run it off your car. See, and I thought, and he, he I watched that. We watched it a couple times because I was asking him questions and stuff. But um, he he took a battery to his 
to the oh, furnace sure. itself. You can do that too. And then yeah. clip those, the connected those to the inverter and hit the inverter to something else in in the. I wish I could remember just exactly so who it was that did it. So, but um, so his point was, and and it very similar to what you've already said is that he said, you know, I've got everybody around me running trying to find gas or or freaking out, but for gas for their generators are freaking out because they don't have power. And, and I'm going to the, to the, to the store and picking up a battery, you know, sure. nobody else is buying batteries. I'm buying a battery and, you know, taking it and it and hooking it up. You just need to figure out how else. long that's going to run for you because a standard automotive 12 volt battery I can't do the exact math right at the moment, sure. but you know, if you ran it straight, you'd probably, I'm guessing you'd only get, I don't know, three or four hours tops on a, on a furnace. So you'd want to cycle it in and out. And what you're basically doing there is you're creating a battery bank. So you're basically making a solar system without any solar panels on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and you have a very limited amount of power. So if you take two or three batteries, hook them up together, yeah, you know, you're going to do better with it. The, the only reason I love the inverter end of things is you just run it when your vehicle's running. So your battery never goes dead. But if you've got a couple of batteries kicking around that are fully charged in your garage, then yeah, take them to the basement, put a little inverter on them, and then run a plug to your furnace. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not hard. Just the thing is, the last thing you want to do is try to figure that out in a power outage. Yeah, at the last yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah, you when, need to when do you that have to. Yeah. when there's no when there's no yeah. stress, right? You yeah. need to do it on a Sunday afternoon in July when it's a beautiful day out and you have no concerns about your heat running. So now, that see, Becky, you don't up. have to, Becky, you don't have to drag that generator out of that building. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Just, just, all you need to do is heave a couple of batteries around. <laughs> Uh, as long as I have enough to run my electric fireplace, I'm good. I don't need to worry about a furnace. <laughs> just sit in the living room. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how long it would last, but yeah, <laughs> run it. Run an electric blanket on it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you can absolutely. Yeah. And that here, there's another thing. And of course, I'll, this is my passion is you know emergency power. But most people come at it like, how do I run my entire house during a power outage? I want a full fledged full backup, whole host yeah, that's, generator. That's me. Right? Yeah. I, that's and what I want. Cool. But <laughs> if you don't have the money for that, think smaller. Think, you know, I had um, a lady on the, called the apartment prepper on my uh, show a while back. I've heard you mention her. I've, I need to look, I need to. She's awesome. I think she just and, changed and, her name and I can't remember what she's going by right okay. now. But so she had a plan in her apartment to put up a tent in her living room in a worst case scenario with a small little heater. So instead of thinking, how much do I need? Think, how little can I get by with? So yeah. like I said, you know, you don't need something to run your fridge, your freezer, your pump, and your uh, furnace. You need something that can run each one of those for 15 minutes each hour and then cycle through it. Or instead of thinking, how can I run my central air unit in a grid down scenario? Think about, hey, can I cool one bedroom with a portable air conditioner so that I don't need a 15,000 watt generator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't like it, but it I makes... know, but that doesn't mean 
now here's my thing. That's a starting point for everybody because yeah. most people come to prepping and preparedness on a very limited budget because everybody's spending all their money on everything else. And so they don't have $15,000 to set up a whole home Generac system yet. But most people can figure out, hey, if I skip one supper out, I can go buy myself a $100, $1,500 watt inverter from Harbor Freight. And that's a good start, right? And then get yourself two or three fuses because they have an inline fuse in them that burns out sometimes. So oh. that's all you need. And then start by taking two five-gallon jerry cans and filling them full of gas and throwing them in your garage. So now, all of a sudden, you've doubled or tripled the amount of runtime that you can run, right? So just yeah. the simple things because you don't need to have $100,000 in the bank in order to look after yourself if you're prepared. You can start with something simple and small and then build yourself up from there. Well, I know we had uh, a few years ago um, a derecho go through. And a derecho, if if people don't know, is is almost like a hurricane of wind. I mean, okay. it's just um, it 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 rolled up out of the Midwest. And and they the, the weather people had talked about it for a little while. But you don't know. It's it's a windstorm. Oh, we get windstorms. But this was this was like a. I mean, just a big, it was awful. It blew down trees. It was, you remember when, I don't know if you would remember, but you remember when Mount St. Helens exploded and mm -hmm. the ash just knocked everything down? I mean, except for the ash. I mean, there was trees and stuff down all over the place. And um, our area of West Virginia was without power for right at 15 days. Oh, you imagine. And, um, Wayne and I, this thing happened on a Friday and on Saturday morning, we already had vacation planned <laughs> and we just, you know, locked up at the point at that time, we didn't have our, our dogs and, and the cats can take care of themselves if you give them food and water. So yeah, we, yes. you know, we, <laughs> so, um, you know, we went ahead on and headed cause we did a big loop down South, down into Georgia and Louisiana and, and come back around up and, um, so we took like eight days or so. So we were gone for the most part of that anyway. But what in, what happened, what people didn't think about at the time, and I don't know because it hasn't, the same, the same type of emergency hasn't happened since. So you don't know if they corrected this, but the gas stations had no backup generators. <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't pump gas because the pumps wouldn't work. Right. You know, there's no electric for, and you know, they're full, they've got all this gas underground and they, they can't. So people were, you know, they were trying to get gasoline. They couldn't get it because the, yeah, we've got it, but we don't, the pumps won't work. So I, I was trying to keep in touch with uh, my dad and, and my mom and my mom was still living at the time. She was diabetic and I was really worried that she'd keep her insulin cold. Mm -hmm. And I had told him, I said, you know, I'm not sharing this information with anybody, but you know, we've got the motorcycles. There's a, at least a couple gallons of gas in each motorcycle, cut the lock off the building that they're in and siphon that gas out yep. if you need to. And, you know, if you have to, if it's that bad, you know, tear the lock. I, think, I don't think they, the locks on the uh, gas tanks had a key. I think maybe his did at the time. I think his had a key lock, but mine didn't. But, um, dad said now we're good for now because he had a couple of older vehicles that had fuel in them that he could he could siphon the fuel out to to run a little uh generator but yeah it was it was it was freaky because nobody thought about that 
you know, what are you going to do when the gas stations have no gas, no power to, you know, pump gas? And uh, it was a big wake up for a lot of people. I mean, number one, if you're going to go with gas, keep a little gas on hand as safely sure, yeah. and as, you know as you can. But another thing to think about is something like a propane generator. Mm-hmm. They cost about the same. And what I love is if you have natural gas in your area, get yourself a natural gas generator. Because mm-hmm. unless it's an earthquake or a fire, your natural gas is going to stay on even if the power's out. Yeah, you know... Um... I think it may have been on today's show, you know, Nicole and Jack and John do that show uh, once a week or so. And it may have been on today's show where they were talking about that, but I've heard them talk about it before um, about, oh, but you know, the, the, the natural gas station uh, company, you think I got to have electricity to, to, get the gas out and if it's in the winter if the moisture in the gas itself freezes and all this but one of the things that that one of the redundancies with with the natural gas companies is that they can they can switch their generators to natural gas to produce the electricity to pump the natural gas so which makes sense yeah yeah. so um and that's something that the husband and i had talked about before because he was adapting an old generator and i've never used it yet it's still out in the shop he's he hasn't brought it out he just got it converted over and um that i asked him i said but does it ever go out and we had that conversation. He said, well, no, because in their emergency scenarios, if they lose electricity, then they just turn everything over. They turn the natural gas on and start the generators up. And once you get that started, then it can keep going. And so um, that that was one of the things that I always wondered about myself. Can, but Can it go out? Sure, yes. But yeah. it's way less likely. I mean, right. in our personal experience... We've lived a decade in Alberta, mm-hmm. and we lose power once, maybe twice a year, and in 10 years, we haven't lost natural gas. Now, that doesn't mean it won't happen, Right. and every time I say this, there's going to be some Yahoo who's going to comment on it and say, but the government's going to turn off the natural gas. Well, you know what? If they do that, you got big, fr- bigger friggin' problems. Yeah, because, because the, the government's got to run itself. You know, they, right. they got to have their own... I mean, they they only have so much uh, fuel to run. You know, if the if if the grid if the grid goes down, then the government's down too. Even if they have generators, they've got to have some kind of fuel for that generator. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like Y two K when it was <laughs> when everybody was Y2K. all freaking out. I was a little nervous about it because, of course, yeah. I was still fairly young. But um, so I did. I put back a couple of days worth of water. I wasn't too terribly upset about it because, in my mind the way I was looking at it was big, big uh, business isn't going to lose money. Right. You know, the gas station, the gas companies, the mobiles and the Exxon's, they're not going to lose money. They'll be fuel. They'll be fuel. Oh, yeah. You know, the electric companies, they're not going to lose money. They'll be like, they're not going to let this sneak. You know, they were ready. And we found out that it was plus you didn't stop to think that, over in China, it wasn't the same year. They already had passed 1999 a long time ago. So, uh, but 
so that's that's probably I've, I've heard you and different ones mention when did you really first start trying to pray i think you were talking about your stickers or your no your oh, patches yeah. i don't have one yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah prepping since 1999 i i won't i won't claim that as much but um um you know i've, I've always even even when i was first married um i shopped for the long term because i i couldn't we didn't have a car so we had to take the taxi so we needed to shop you know as much as we could put in the taxi because <laughs> we couldn't afford the taxi every couple of weeks or every few days to go back to the to the commissary you know and so we'd have that sucker loaded down and uh but then and i got the habit of shopping big like that and and even when my children were young it was you know i'd be going through the store with two buggy loads because like, you know, oh, I, I wasn't coming to the store every Saturday. You know, this is not going to happen. And so I've I've done that. But I've um, I've I've been you know dehydrating and home canning and stuff like that for decades. So I mean, what did what was our first vehicle, baby? Uh, it was a Dodge Neon. Very <laughs> tiny. We used to yeah take yeah, three, yeah I know those yeah. We used yeah. to take three kids. Yeah. We took three kids, a dog, to town to get groceries and yeah. chicken feed, and we'd come home in a Dodge Neon and have enough to last us a month. Yeah, and yeah. Your toilet I don't, paper, baby. Talk I about don't it. understand. Uh, like I, I don't understand when you look at these people that have, that have the big families, like that have all the kids, and they purposely only buy enough groceries to last from Saturday to Saturday. I. I, I can't comprehend that at all because like if you if you have five, six, seven kids and you're only buying enough groceries to last for seven days to the point when you're on that seventh day, you have nothing. I I can't comprehend that at all. I, I don't either. Right. I um I, I've I never wanted to run out you know well, and not that, have and, something and the cost uh -huh. the cost yeah. of it of going out every week and spending five six hundred dollars because that's how much like you're using in a week as opposed to yeah stocking up when things are on sale and having a surplus and of things some of it may very well be the difference in um basic education i had full-blown home ec class in 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 seventh grade i mean from sewing to cooking and 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 check writing and bill paying and all that everything in between i had that so i i not only with my my mom and my grandmother you know and how they were shopping and stuff but i i had that as part of my basic education in in public school and but they they did away with that so long ago that I don't right. know. I mean, they don't, they don't even kids. I say kids. It's just me. I'm, I'm 57. It's kids. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> a kid. Um, there's, you don't coupon anymore. You, you barely use these, you know, the, mm -hmm. the apps that help get you a little discount, you know, here and there. And people, it's just, they don't, when, when I was a young uh, wife at Fort Hood, Texas, generics were really generic they were white with black letters mm -hmm. yep. there was no logos you know it was if you had a, a box of mac and cheese it said macaroni and cheese in black letters on a white box that was it there was no it wasn't kroger brand or 
or Safeway brand or some other store brand. You know, it just was black and white. That's all it was. And it was three quarters of the price of, you know, off of, of where if the brand name was a dollar, it was 25 cents a box. So <laughs> it, they were true generics back then. And you just, you don't see that in today's world. And, and these young people, They've got money for the tattoos. They've got money for the fingernail. And I don't care if you want to be tatted up. That's fine. I don't care. But I, I have a relative who whose mother pays for his tattoos and he's 20 some years old. Oh and, God. and, you know, those tattoos are expensive and she doesn't make much money. So, you know, they've got the money for the tattoos. They've got the money for the artificial nails. They've got the money for the, artificial eyelashes and all of this other stuff that these kids are doing but they don't have they don't have yep money to, like, to feed themselves or their kid kids or or to buy birth control or you know, mm -hmm. whatever well mine i we grew up with my my grandmother grew up through the depression sure yeah so when and of course and her her mother like in their family didn't have a lot of money so the only time my grandmother ever had vegetables or produce is when she went to her uncle's farm when they, they lived in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And so that is the only time she ever had fresh produce. Mm -hmm. And, but my whole childhood, I used to spend a lot of time at my grandmother's house and she had a pantry in her basement mm -hmm. and she would stock up constantly. Mm -hmm. right. And, and, like my grandfather passed away very, very young. So my grandmother was a widow for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. And, but she would stock up so much that I could go grocery shopping. When I lived on my own, I would go and she could, and I would grocery shop in her pantry. Sure. And, and, but she used to have, she had four deep freezes and filled, just filled mm -hmm. to the brim with stuff. And I remember when she passed away, she passed away in 90, 98 and we cleaned out her deep freezes. She had meat. And so I, I believe it was from like probably the early eighties and it was, it was so, it was on the bottom of yeah, her freezer. Yeah. She just kept buying. She couldn't and, get, and she couldn't and get she, down to it. Yeah. That's why I don't terrified. like a chest freezer. I hate a chest freezer. Yeah. She was just, she was just so terrified of running out. And, and that's what it was. It was just constantly, she was terrified of not having, she was terrified of running out. And I, I drew, I took a lot from that, but mm -hmm. I also, my home ec was growing up what I call poor school because, sure. <laughs> because, mm -hmm. because my, my parents uh, lived like my parents, I, we grew up on pensions. We moved around a lot. My parents didn't have a lot of money and it was like, there was three kids and it was buy groceries once a month. Mm -hmm. And basically we always ran out of groceries about the middle of the month. Yeah. And then it was basically you're scrounging, looking for things to make meals with. Like, like yeah. I'll give my mom, uh, like she was pretty good. She always had meals. And then when we had our kids, I was like, Nope, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. We are not, we are not going to be the middle of the month. And basically scrounging to try to make our kids a meal and it's not going to happen and then we just started we just started prepping toilet paper yeah. and toilet laundry paper soap. laundry soap. yeah yeah now like my everything. yeah my uh my, my 
my dad worked for the coal mines um, and um, he, he made a good living. Um, but what would happen is they, every four years, they would go on strike for a new contract. And there were times when, uh, when the strikes would last, you know, six months or more. So then you are, and my, my, my paternal grandparents lived next door to us and uh, they thought it was awful if my dad would go get unemployment because you could do that after a few weeks when they were on strike, you could go get unemployment. And dad's like, you know, I paid into it. Um, I'm going to draw it out. It was just a disagreement between the two of them because my paternal grandparents came up in the depressions. He, my grandfather did not believe in, yeah, you, you may pay your taxes and stuff, but you don't get welfare. You know, you don't get food stamps. You don't get, you know, the, the government um, subsidies and stuff. But um, I never knew the difference. I, mom, my mother wasn't the greatest cook, but she, she, there was always food. And I never realized that, you know, when we had egg noodles with gravy, brown gravy, it was because she didn't have anything else to fix. It just was part of, you know, that's just what we ate sometimes, you know. And um, so I never really understood those times when there wasn't much in the house to eat, you know. And mom, mom never, she didn't try to teach me to cook. So I, I taught myself all that stuff. And it just because she she wasn't taught by her mother. Mom was a change of life child and her mother was mm. older and not well and wasn't able to teach her things. And, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. So then when I'm a, a young wife living at Fort Hood, Texas, and I'm 17 as, as my opening for the podcast talks about, um, we're eating uh, pinto beans three days a week. I've got a, a, a small pressure cooker not a not a canner but a small pressure cooker and i'm fixing a whole pot of of these of pinto beans we're eating them three or four days in a row and then we'll have spaghetti one day we'll have hot dogs one day we'll have chicken one day you know right. so that's we it's a wonder we didn't die of malnutrition but so, you know this is what we're eating and we're we're drinking uh, Kool-Aid because you get a pack of Kool-Aid exactly. for a quarter and, and a couple of uh, cups of sugar, you know, was, was about a dime. So you got a gallon of Kool-Aid for 50 cents or so and iced tea because a, a couple of bags of, of, of tea leaves are, you know, 10 cents or so if you buy it in the box. And so, you know, this is, this is how we're living. And my mother was coming unglued. I'd call back in the day when you had to pay for long distance calls. <laughs> She was coming unglued. I worry about you all. You're not eating good. Mom, we're eating fine. You know, we're doing great. So, you know, of course, we were young and in love and there was not, you know, the whole world was just great, you know, but uh, it really wasn't. But we didn't know any better. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 just amazing. I've got a little uh, a little cookbook I put together for a, a friend of mine. She um, she manages a. Um, it's kind of like a recovery halfway house kind of thing for um, women. And she, she only has maybe six women at a time. It's very small and it's a church-based thing. And and it's using um, canned soup for the majority of everything. A lot of that. A lot of that. So you, yeah. you use, you use um, cream of chicken soup to poach eggs in. And you put that over Ooh. toast. 
And it's very appealing. Might that's right up my dad's alley. He'd love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's I've got a bunch of those. And so each each meal uses breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They all use soup and and something. It's usually a bread or something. They're fairly filling. And in US dollars, you can you can, you know, feed four people for less than 10 bucks a day. Sure. So uh, just doing that. Now, granted, the sodium's off the charts and um, it's not all of that healthy, you know, but you're not going to die of starvation, you know. And so when you're really tight, when your money's really tight, you you can make it. You can make it. I'll I'll get uh, I'll get a PDF to you on that. I've actually got it. It's actually on Etsy, but um, I'll, I'll get you, I'll get you a PDF and you can look at that. And it may, yep. there may be, I don't know the income levels of the folks, the parents in your daycare, if they're low, idea. middle, high yeah. or not. Did you uh, can yeah, share with say, some of those that yeah, are definitely. Yeah. yeah. That no, are, uh, well, we provide meals at the daycare. So in the afternoon. In yeah. The afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. breakfast too. So. But, I got to uh, share one more thing before I forget because uh, sure, yeah, I, before, yeah. Um, so we were talking about hanging pictures, and because mm-hmm. uh, I know we'll end up, and I won't, I won't mention it. But the 3M Velcro strips, we buy them on Amazon. Oh yeah, those command, command, hooks. command hooks. Thank you. They're command hooks. They're Velcro strips. Mm-hmm. If you take both pieces, stick them together, and then stick them on the back of a picture, you make sure where you want it. You stick it to the wall. It's done. There's no putting pick, no putting screws or nails or nothing. I can't use a hammer. She loves them. No, I have used those um, in offices when Mm -hmm. I was working outside uh, the home um, where you can't drive a nail because you know. Well, one of the places I worked was an industrial park, and the and the walls of my office were metal, so I could use magnets all day long, but you couldn't dare put a, a nail through there. But um, but now where I live now, the house still has a lot of the old masonite in it. Oh yeah. And it's, of course it's painted over. And I I have only tried that once with the uh, the 3M type stuff, and it peeled off. It pulled. You got to be off. careful. It's really good on drywall, like the, but yeah, yeah, yeah you got to be careful. So uh, and this masonite, I don't know exactly what it's made of, but I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> so don't disturb it; you'll be good. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to sometimes, but you know, I. Just, um, it's the. Um, it looks like. Um, um, paper flakes, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. older stuff wasn't real good. Let's put it that way. Well, no, yeah, I know that. And then there's a couple spots where um, the uh, original um, lap board shows. Yeah. And, and we've highlighted that. And then the, um, my kitchen and my bathrooms were added later, obviously, because in 1920, having the door plumbing in this part of the world. And um, they're very cold. They're not insulated at all. But um, in the bathroom, we have exposed the original outside um uh, cedar siding on in one section behind the toilet so it's got that gorgeous brown looking cedar wood behind it it's 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 really our old place had horse hair insulation yeah it did oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> yeah it had yeah, horse yeah. hair in it yeah well you know yeah it's, yeah it wasn't Keeps very the horses warm you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't very appealing, especially when you're like <laughs> knocking walls down. You're like, what is that? You're pulling out all this horse hair. It's yeah, yeah, it was, yeah not 
yeah, it was pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what they used to build places out of. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Amazing. Definitely would burn up pretty quick. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh, if this place. Yeah. Then we've got the We've still got the original uh, floors, and um, yeah, if this if this got lit just right, oh sweet mother, it would be probably four minutes and it's gone oh yeah <laughs> just it's you know it's dry and um but yeah it would it would be and the the uh the fireplace it had uh two sides to it uh but it has this gigantic base in the basement to the i mean it's just oh, huge yeah. uh yep. down there and somehow i i have yet to find anybody that that will take it out for us and um and the longer it's, the longer we can't get anybody to take it out, the more stuff I pile up around it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have a, a small um, travel trailer or U-Haul or something to, to, to clean the basement out if we ever find anybody to take it out. But we, we really need to get it out of there because the, the, um, the, um, um, the bricks for the fireplace are starting to, you know, come loose and stuff because the mortar's all dried up and, and the, with the fireplace, isn't you can't use it anymore anyway. So it's just decorative at this point. But I, you know, I don't know that I have. I mean, we've been we've been an hour and forty minutes almost, which I I I can talk now. I'm telling you, oh, we, yeah, I, we uh, can too. So. We can too. <laughs> no, I appreciate this. Was a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again sometime. Oh, I, you know, anytime. Um, the only other the only other thing that I really wanted to ask you about was how in the world do you manage and and i i heard your your show um i don't know if you recorded it yesterday but i heard it yesterday uh you were talking about your social media and i was listening to it on, i was streaming it on fountain um and that's when i when i heard you you mentioned that we were doing this on wednesday and i'm like whoa wait a minute I do the same thing. I do the same. And, and I'll put them down wrong on the calendar and know full well that that's not right. And I'll still have them wrong. But um, so I was listening to that and I'm thinking, you know, he's almost as bad as I am. You have a lot of uh, different social media accounts uh, or, or apps that than than I do. I mean, we've got the same big ones, but you, you've got, I, I don't know if they're local to your area or not, but um but how in the world do you manage? I mean, I I used to be okay with that, but then now I've got so many different between, um, you know, the big ones, the Facebook, the the uh, the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter, and the, add to that the MeWe, add to that to the Telegram, add to that. Um, I mean, TikTok. You got to have I, I, systems. That's what it comes down to is yeah. when you start. So don't ever jump on a whole bunch of things at once. Start with two or three oh, yeah, and get no, used yeah. to that and then add one more. Because each time you add one, for me, you know, the same post goes everywhere, right? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, creating the post is what takes the work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, creating an Instagram post takes the work. But right. then copy and paste. So it's copy and paste to Facebook, copy and paste to float, to MeWe, mm -hmm. to YouTube community, whatever it happens to be. Short, same thing. You know, mm -hmm. making the short is the work. But then it just goes to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, YouTube shorts, right? So get yourself a system and get used to it and then follow it. And then, then you just do it. It becomes part of your routine. 
So I'm counting uh, just just looking at my little folder. Uh, I've got 27. <laughs> <laughs> now this isn't. I didn't just get 27 this week. I mean, this has been over time. So I've got I've got the Facebook and the and the truth, and I've got the Hootsuite. Well, Hootsuite's not really social media in itself it's an app but the twitter and the uh the linkedin and the instagram and the free free studying i've got that in the me we have gotten the parlor and the public square i mean i've got all and it's just like this is just insane at one time i had i used um hootsuite to populate multiple social media accounts but that's i when i started doing that it was five dollars a month yeah then here about two years ago, they, they hit me with 60 bucks a month. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, I'm not paying that. So I, I let that go. I still have the account cause you can still do two for free and it, so I can, I can do that. But, um, I just, but, but you can't schedule like yeah. you used to, you used to be able to schedule way a lot, but now you can only like have three a month or something. So, um, and then some of it, I, you know, I got away from, but, I just, this is just a nightmare in trying to, trying to. When you, when you first get started, I tell everybody, try everything and then find yeah. where you get your traction. The ones that you get the best reaction from, yeah. concentrate on them and then try a new one, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's where I start for sure. Yeah. I've, um, I've, I'm at the point now where I'm trying to decide which ones to let go and how long to linger. Yep, and that's what I, I, you know, yeah. I know my what I do in, in everything I've done in life. It is not the, uh, it, it's not the short, sweet, clear. It's you know, easy to define, yeah. um, because I don't fit into the um, preparedness world real easy because I I'm not a homestead, you know. Sure. Uh, I I want I want to provide an option in in that world. I want to provide a place. You know, you guys stop here and stay on your way to and from. It's a safe place to stay if, you know, friendly face, um, you know, um, you know, as you as you travel through. Um, and I do tend conservative, U.S. conservative. Uh, I'm not 100 percent there, but I do tend I lean more conservative. Uh, so and there's in the Airbnb world itself is more of a, a liberal progressive world so um and you know i do i've got the chickens and i've got the ducks and you know i do my gardens and and stuff like that and so i i kind of fit a little bit over here but then i don't and then i kind of fit a little over here and then i don't so it's i i don't fit into one category very neatly at all so trying to um find the spot in in these social media applications or and i i started i have an account on tiktok but it's only to figure out that this is not for me <laughs> i love it i, I don't know it. how in the world you you I, the stuff that that i'm getting fed on on there just from starting the account is just some of the nastiest stuff that i've ever seen in my life it's just insane so i i don't know that uh I don't, I don't know that I'll be taking, you know, messing around in, in the TikTok world very much at all, but I don't know, but you've got all kinds of people. I mean, you just, you blew up on TikTok straight off the bat. Yeah. Well, I, I spent a lot of years on YouTube honing my craft. So I was able to kind of come across and I was like, 
I kind of had an idea of what people wanted and I just made it shorter. So that mm -hmm. helped a lot, you know, okay. but yeah, it, everything, whatever you're, whenever you're creating, you know, you, I always, I always laugh when people say, Oh, it blew up. And now TikTok did, but you got to put your, you got to put your hours, you got to put the grind in to learn mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. works, you know, I mean, I'm yeah. three years into it and, yeah. uh, you know, that first year, my first year, I had 500 subscribers on YouTube, which is still pretty damn good. But I always yeah. tell like the first six months, you know, the only people watching were Becky and my mom and my, my twins. And I even, even they, <laughs> even she stopped watching, she just turned it on. Right. So you got, you got to be willing to put that time in and learn. And then once you get there, then you're like, okay, then it gets easier. You know, everything gets scalable. You find out you, you find your voice, you find mm -hmm. your content, you find your audience. And then all of a sudden you can jump to another platform and you're like, oh, I can keep doing what I'm doing, but just a little different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a video that jumped up and went crazy on TikTok, but TikTok's been good for me. You know, I'll, I'll take it or leave it. It's another platform to get eyeballs on my message. And that's what I do. And it works, you know, but it just takes time. Whatever you do, it takes time. Yeah. Now, Becky, do you have, did I hear him say you have a channel? Not yet. I keep, no, I, don't, I don't have time. She doesn't right have now. time right yeah. now. But he will. Yeah. I'm, I work, I'm working every day and plus I'm taking yeah. uh college course. Yeah. She's doing, oh. yeah. She's doing two years of her level two and her level three daycare. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm, oh, so you're going to get your childcare degree. Oh, awesome. yeah. She's, she's doing basically about three years worth of work in about 18 months. So she's, she's, oh. yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I have my level one now, but yeah. but I'm trying to get my level three. So we, so I between that and the kids and the daycare and my dogs. And, oh, honey, I know, and, yeah, yeah. And one of our dogs just had pups. So Ooh. yeah, so is it I, a breed? Is it or is it a mutt? Uh, no, chihuahua. chihuahua. Purebred <laughs> chihuahua. Yeah, and there's my so mother sweet. had a chihuahua. We we yeah. have eight of them right now. We have eight so. of them oh, right man. now. <laughs> but, but like I I would love to do it a channel but i i honestly i don't even know where i would find the time right now so for right now she comes on with me on yeah. occasion and we have fun well that's great i've, I've, I've enjoyed that. having her we might I, end up making it a once a week thing eventually so yeah i, I would, that would be my own channel for uh because like i have a lot of like just for like for kids and you know prepping and amazon purchases amazon purchases mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, and and reviews i'd love to do all that but i think I'll probably have more time once I'm done school. Yeah. Well, we like to tell ourselves that. And then. Uh, <laughs> well, by that time, unless, of course, we end up having a grandbaby by then, then then I definitely won't That's have any time. That's always possible. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't go to college. I was till you know, I was in my 30s and I got my associates. And then once I got my loans paid back for it, I went and got my bachelor's. And I thought, oh, this will be great. Well, it it ended up for a lot of reasons, uh, it didn't do me much good. So I've got this bachelor and, um, it's all, yeah, it's all paid back. I'm not, I'm not going that far. I, well, I wasn't going to either, but no, I'm too old. <laughs> I'm surprised mm, I'm doing it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had one guy tell me, um, Oh, treat it like a car payment. You know, you're always going to have one. Don't worry about it. What are they going to do? Come and get you out of the grave. And I'm like that. I don't even, I don't even like that idea, but um, no, I, uh, um, I've, I, I have used it. It's a, it's a business degree, but it's, it really hasn't helped me that much. I, I haven't gotten back what I spent to get it. 
But um, now what you're doing is totally different. You're it's, it's in daycare. It's something it's in demand all the time. People need quality daycare, you know, so yeah. And, and you you having your degree will help you understand a lot more about what is all. I mean, you already know this because you're taking the, 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 the classes, but, um, you know, you'll be able to command higher uh, hours, higher rates and you'll be able to manage a lot better and and, well, uh, and, it'll, and it'll it helps you really. it helps with owning the daycare too yes and like because it's not something I that i want to do forever but right because right. i'm hoping well we have our middle girl she's 21 she's taking mm -hmm. the same classes so she can get okay. her level three mm -hmm. so we're hoping eventually in the future that um, my sister and i can back out Mm -hmm. And she can run it for mm -hmm. us and basically just kind of, mm -hmm. just kind of getting away from it. And it, like, it's not that I don't enjoy, like, I love working with the kids and stuff and, and we have a great time, there's, but. There's I, a reason, know. there's a reason we don't have children when we're at certain ages. I agree. Yeah. You know, and and <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we can be grandparents. No. Um, it, it, but I mean, there's, there are, but we, we're, humans are not meant to be childcare forever. I mean, you know, there's, well, there's a reason we, we age and there, and, and you move on to the next level in, in your life. And you well, know. and that's the thing, cause I've been a, I've been a mom since 18. So I'm just kind of, you get to that point where you're like, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I'm done raising yep. kids, right? So you know? true. And and it doesn't mean I love them any less, like because our our nephew is three, yeah. and and he. I know, but we're just he's great. Like we're just so we're de we're designed that oh he's great. Give him back to mom and go about your you know and give him just, sugar and send him to mom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but he's he's so funny and you know like it's and we love we oh, love having yes. him around and stuff, but. It's just at that point where, like, my house isn't childproof anymore. Yeah. And, you know, like, because the twins are 12. It's barely chihuahua-proof. It's barely chihuahua. Like, not, like, I have snow globes. I have shelves full of snow globes out everywhere. Open and electric when, uh, outlets. And when people stuff. bring their kids over, it's like, don't touch my Grown stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, oh, I, I would never that, yeah. even dreamed of having a snow globe, you know? <laughs> so, now you got 45, so. Yeah, yeah, like, but you just get to that point where you're just... It, it's fun and I like doing it, but I also, you know, it'd be nice just to step away from it too. And we're, and we're hiring a new girl too, who's going to have her level three. So we can. Well, and, and as you, as you, as you start spending more time in down in the States, oh, yeah. you're not, you're not going to be up there. Obviously that, you can't be. That's our plan there, is so. six months of the year to be able to do whatever the hell we want to do. Yep. And yep. so we, we'll have our businesses running that way. We'll have the income coming in to take care of it. And the only thing we need is to make sure we have the right personnel there to take care of the stuff that we can't yeah. take care of from Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to enjoy our life and we're going to build exactly. Yeah, well, we enjoy it. We, well, I shouldn't say we enjoy our life like crazy now. Love our life. But that's one of our goals is to spend more time. Yeah, it'd uh, be nice to be a little bit less busy. Yeah. Breathing in the freedom air. You'll always be busy. Oh yeah, we'll never stop because but, you're that because you're that type of person that you, you just true. you can enjoy yeah. a few hours, maybe a couple of days of downtime, but you've always going to be doing something. Yeah, we remember even when we went to we went to Daytona Beach this year, 
and we couldn't sit around more than a day or well, two. Well, no, uh, we were in the middle of Daytona Beach, and I'm applying to the government for grants, and I'm responding to grant applications, <laughs> and yeah, I was working from the hotel on to Daytona Beach, so yeah. Just can, it just, it Next time fall. you're down in Florida, you're going to have to in, investigate some of the highly illegal but very prominent nude beaches. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if they'd want me. <laughs> oh, oh, we went one time. We went one time. Oh my gosh, we and uh, there, uh, there's all in in the areas where they are, and then you can find the information on them. Uh, they have signs up all over the place that says, this is not a new beach. You're not allowed to be naked and all this. But you just, you know, you walk, yeah, I don't know, a quarter of a mile, a mile or so. And everybody's, you know, just, there's naked. nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, no, we I don't think so. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, it, it, there's all shapes and sizes and colors. And, I'm, and, and uh, I mean, from, you know, the palest pale like me to the people who look like they were hand in the leather shop you know that just off to them down in florida but there it is a very interesting experience to get in the ocean with nothing on now we didn't stay oh, very long that before but just not around a whole bunch of other people <laughs> oh, oh, no no there wasn't a whole bunch but there were a few but it was just um it was just very it, it was very interesting it's one of those things i've checked off it was years ago many pounds ago too and it's checked off my list of things that to experience in life now, i don't see, have to see, do see, that I'm again not an, oh, i'm not an ocean swimmer but i actually i have a reaction to the salt in the water oh okay. so so i can't i can't do an ocean swim. well i, I just, I, I understand just enjoy the beach. It's uh, I understand there are some places in West Virginia, and I haven't been to those yet, where you know you can you can they're they're clothing optional <laughs> campsites. Oh dear, <laughs> I haven't been there yet. I I I might I might. Oh, yeah, no, I can yeah. handle the bugs. Yeah, we've, not the bugs. Yeah, we've got some. Now, yeah, we got yeah. some mosquitoes. That's for sure. But um, yeah, it's. Um, it's life's fun. You just got to make it that way. You just, you just got to sometimes say, you know what? I'm going to do that once in my life. So, <laughs> but I won't keep you. We're now coming up on almost two hours and it's absolutely been a blast. I, I fun. do. I, I, I can talk like this for days. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a gift and a curse at the same time. But, um, um, I do, I do enjoy, uh, your, your, your show, your YouTubes and your, and your podcasts. And, um, you know, like I said, I tend to have the, the headsets on and, uh, the Bluetooth headset, uh, headband on and, and I'm walking around and I'm, I'm feeding my chickens and I'm washing dishes and I'm doing all the stuff and, and it's all playing. And I'm thinking I should be doing something. Well, I am doing something. I haven't stopped Absolutely. doing, you know, I'm doing laundry and I'm doing all these other things. So, uh, but it's, it's been fun. And, um, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it again anytime. And, um, um, you know, we can, we can flip it if you want to and reverse the roles a little bit, if you want to or not, oh, I'd love you know, it. you're, you're not going to gain anything from, from me yes, at I this am. point, but no, um, don't ever say that. Don't cut yourself short. I, <laughs> I don't, I've never met somebody in my life. I couldn't learn something from. So yeah. remember that it's true. Everybody has a story. Everybody has something they're passionate about and as soon as you find that and their eyes spark up heaven help you <laughs> they'll talk all day and you'll learn uh, yeah, because well, they're passionate yeah. right so yeah 
So, but uh, we'll let her go there. And I do I appreciate it. I really appreciate it so very much. And Becky, you take care and take care you of too. those kiddos and, and get good grades. I expect to hear a good report from you. Oh, she's kicking you know? straight A's. Yeah, she's kicking yeah. ass. I'm proud of you her. Better, really proud of her. Really proud of her. Now that I'm aware, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys take care and I'll let you go now and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll see you again on, uh, on your YouTube soon and uh, we'll catch up again at some point. Okay. Thank you, Robin. Yeah. Appreciate You're it. You're very, very welcome. Much. Thanks for having us. It was an honor. Anytime. Anytime. Bye-bye. There you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.